Greetings, fellow slingers. Welcome back to Roll the Hard 20 podcast. It is I, your trusted dungeon master, Brian. Yes, your trusted dungeon master. I have taken the reins from Koosh. I am sitting on my iron throne once again. Welcome back to the show. You know, with all this quarantine COVID stuff going back through California again, myself and the other hard slingers are still unable to regroup in the rage room around the table of judgment. However, we are still able to communicate with one another through the virtual eyes of destiny, these beautiful little cameras right here. And so I will be taking us through a new adventure path. We will be running through the hidden shrine of Tamoakon, right from Tales from the Yawning Portal. Yes, it's a short one, but I think that what we will be doing is we'll be doing some shorties. Basically, we'll go for about uh, between eight to 10 sessions and then take a temperature on how the quarantine is going again, try to get some kind of a vibe as to when we will be able to, once again, gather around the table of judgment and play Carrying Crown. Because we only got a few episodes into book two and I'm I'm really itching because I tell you, I did a lot of, lot of boning up for this book and it's really heart-wrenching to know that we, we can't continue on with that. Uh, another thing, uh, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but when we were recording The Sinister Secret of Saltmarsh, we were using Skype. Let me just tell you, as a, as a recording platform for internet playing, that is not the best platform. We had a lot of drops, we had a lot of service hiccups, we had uh, audio problems of all kinds. And so when we started recording The Hidden Shrine of Tomoakon, I had Junior downstairs, I was upstairs in my office, and Koosh and Eric and Nick were in their respective homes and we were all playing via Skype, and Junior just got booted out of Skype. And aside from that and him being gone for 10 minutes, it would seem that you would only ever see four of the five people at one time, unless somebody spoke and then their their little window would populate in. It just became a pain in the ass and so unfortunately we had to re-record session one only this time via zoom and let me tell you zoom I'm not getting paid for this but zoom is one hell of a platform to do your recording not only can you see all five of us it didn't drop us once there was zero lag zero hiccup the pictures were crystal clear be sure to view that on YouTube yes and don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel at roll the hard 20 podcast now Warm up your dice and top off your glass as Roll the Hard 20 Podcast presents The Hidden Shrine of Tomoa Khan, Episode 1. Jungle Through the Jungle. I guess that's what we'll call Session 1. I just made that up right now, and we're going to start naming these things. Take care, guys. for it to say it's recording it, it is saying it's recording yeah is technology. it technology well it just says recording doesn't show an actual time bump on it so uh yeah i don't think the, i don't think uh zoom shows the time all right are we ready 705 good job greetings fellow slingers welcome back to roll the hard 20 podcast i'm your trusted dungeon master brian and with me are the hard slingers yeah Woo. here we are that works real well for radio eric the hang loose sign. Oh, whatever. 
<laughs> or there's actual we bring video you <laughs> session one of the Hidden Shrine of Tomoakon. Are we ready? Ready. Yeah. All right. Let's Hell see. yeah. Well, it started off as an optimistic expedition. The ancient ruined city of Tomoakon has been held in folk tales for ages. Whispered about in darkened studies by scholars and adventurers alike, they all agree that Tomoakon is the motherload of all riches. For somewhere beneath the bones of that fabled city lays the hidden shrine said to be dedicated to Zatzilaha. However, while it can be agreed upon that Tomoakon holds riches undreamt of, its exact location cannot be agreed on. And so each of you, like so many other fortune seekers, once they caught wind of such a lucrative excursion, found its lure irresistible. After months of planning and cobbling together clues and information as to where the possible location of Tomoakon might be, you have put together a 10-man team. And ignoring the fact that every poor bastard that has set out in search of the ruins of Tomoakon has never returned, you board the ship, the Astral Star, from the port of Scant with optimism. Because you're going to be rich. After weeks of being underway, you cross the Azure Sea and eventually drop anchor in the Jerlaha Bay. This is where the Olman natives once lived. And so you disembark. But hours later, your optimism has long since faded with the sun. Lost in the dark and dank jungle, your numbers have dwindled considerably. Caught by giant spiders dropping from the branches above, succumbing to quick pits that swallow men whole, and being ensnared by carnivorous plants that feast on those men still alive and screaming. You watched your team get whittled down. But your nightmare expedition continued to turn for the worse as the cannibalistic natives pursue you through the jungle. With your only hope to outrun them, you wonder how many explorers have done this before you and were never heard from again when you burst forth from the jungle into a large glade pocked with vine-choked ruins of an ancient city. Now exposed under a full moon and caught in the open, you see on the opposite end of the glade a large pyramidal structure. Could this be the location of the hidden shrine of Tomoakon? As warriors step out into the glade, their spears at the ready. Let's roll initiative. All right. All right. So before I do that, I have to put my character in. Straight out the gate. You <laughs> fucking around here. Catch you by surprise. Yes, I was in the mood. Okay. Uh, Rom is eight. Cricket. The youngest explorer I ever dealt with. Yeah. <laughs> Cricket is at a 17. 17. Kyoten. 
17 as well. Ooh, who's got the higher decks? Plus three. Minus one. <laughs> what the heck? Adric. You did build your character, right? <laughs> we went to the ascending order, man. Uh, Adric rolled a 21. 21? Wow. All right, let me adjust the uh, the initiative tracker, Cricket Yarton. Oh, well, it's already set up. Adric, after hours of running through this this steamy, humid jungle, you've watched the sun go down. You've seen the canopy shut out, all overhead light. You finally burst out into this open glade and see most likely your destination. But you're panting. You're out of breath. You've been pursued by these cannibals for so long. It might have been minutes. It might have been hours. Who knows? Finally, you stop and you see them. What are you going to do? How close is the closest cannibal? They're probably about 20 feet behind you. You guys broke into the clearing, kind of slowed your jaunt a little. Like, whoa, what is this? What is this? Moonlight above you. And as you turn around, you hear them brush just break out of the brush right through the threshold. And they're now standing right at the at the foot of the of the glade. Spears okay. at their ready. Yeah, Indric is going to stop, turn around to face the cannibals, manifest his scythe, and then like charge head into the closest one, and then okay. swing at him twice with his action. Okay. Does a oh god damn it, I have to do math. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, does a 16 hit? It will hit. All right. Oh, God. All right, and then I'm just going to roll the second attack while I have it. Uh, that one's going to miss. That was a three on the dice. But the first attack does uh, 10 points of damage. And then he's going to use his bonus action to um, swing, uh, d- to hit him with the butt of the side. Okay, go for it. Uh, 14, does that hit? That hits. Oh, nice. Uh, six points of damage. Well, I think it's only appropriate for the first encounter in the first attack. Describe how you kill this tribal cannibal. Um, take the scythe, uh, swing it uh, across his chest, and then uh, when I kill him, I basically gouge out his eye with the butt of the scythe. Oh, jeez. You hear it, the butt of your scythe slam into a socket, kind of ricochet around the skull as you smash into something soft and gooey. Most likely his brain. Cricket, you watched Adric immediately engage, didn't even hesitate, like a mad dog, just like Johnny Utah. (laughs) Me too. Utah! Liking his style, uh, Cricket is actually going to get his shield and battle axe ready and charge to the next closest cannibal. How far along is he? He's about 25 feet away from you as well. Alright, then I will move up to that guy. Attack twice using dueling. That first one's going to miss. Second one is going to be a 15 to hit. That'll hit. Alright, and that is... for 11 points of damage. 11 points. You see Yartin standing there behind you, 
he sees all this unfolding at the opening of the jungle. Make a perception check, Yartin. Thirteen. Thirteen. You see something moving in the jungle behind the other five warriors that have come through with their spears, but you can't quite make out how many or what else is in that jungle behind them. What are you going to do? Um, I have a hunch that it's going to be something. So I'm going to cast Ray of Frost in that general direction. Into the jungle? Yes. Okay. Uh, 19. 19. You hear it strike something. You hear someone yell out something in some foreign language. I don't know whether what languages you do speak. Perhaps it was just a yell of pain. I'm Andrew Draconic, Gnomish, and Primordial. And what's the last one? Primordial. Immortal? Primordial. Primordial. Um, no, it doesn't sound like anything that would be recognizable other than maybe just a, a scream of pain from something. Possibly okay. humanoid, possibly not. Roll your damage. Or... Oof. He dies. 13 points of damage. 13, right on. Did you move forward or did you stay back behind? I just stayed where I was. Okay. The five warriors look at Adric and at you, Cricket. The first one attacks. Cricket rolls a one. Make it a deck save. Fails. You see him drop his spear. The other one attacks you again, Cricket. I can't see that one underneath the damn computer. The hard 20. <laughs> at the opposite ends. Back this shit up. The crack died, damn it. For 24? 24 hit. hit. So, 15 points of damage as this guy runs you through with the spear. Jesus Christ. Crikey. Crikey, <laughs> I gotta find that other dice. Hold on a second, guys. Boom, crack died. <laughs> damn it. We're good. 15 points of fucking damage. Adric, another one goes to attack you. Okay. For 15. 15 will miss. Will miss. The second one, or sorry, the fourth one leaves the tree line and heads for you, Kjartan. Misses. And Brom, as you stand back there, the other one eyes you and chucks his spear at you and misses considerably. Brom, you see this spear just get thrown wide of you. What are you gonna do? How far away is he? 25 feet. Uh, that's my whole movement. I'm gonna charge at him with my great axe. And miss with the first attack. Try again with the second. 
15 hit. That hits. That hits. So that is nine points of damage slashing. All right. Adric. Um, Everybody is engaged in battle. You've watched Cricket just take these, this damaging blow, just basically just wrap around this fucking spear like a hot dog on a stick. What are you going to do? All right, that actually makes my decision easy. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to attack the um, the, the, the one cricket. attacking Cricket. <laughs> one named Cricket. That is uh, 24 to hit. That's going to hit. Uh, next one is 12. I think that'll miss. That will miss. Um, let's see. So the first attack is only five points of damage. 25? No, five. Oh. <laughs> only 25. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, right, man, he's pretty, la- pretty <laughs> mellow about that. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't mind 25. So, I mean, if you'll get it to me, I'll take it. With that attack, you completely eviscerate this man with your sight, freeing up Cricket from this mortal danger. What else are you going to do? I have my bonus action to attack someone with the butt of my sight. Is there anyone within? He's still within five feet. He's got a buddy that's probably between five to seven feet away. They're not like regimental on a line. They're kind of staggered but you should have no problem getting him. I will swing at him to see what, what I do. Uh, that should hit, it's 18 to hit, and a total of five points of damage. Five points, okay. Cricket. Cricket, taken back by the blow that he just took, he is going to attack the unarmed native next to him. Now the unarmed natives is at the Far, oh, you're talking about the one that dropped the, the weapon, right? Yeah. They he should uh, be standing next to me, right? He's dead. Oh, he's dead? Oh, no, no. He just got hit. Sorry. He got hit. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to attack him. The first one's going to miss. Second attack is probably going to miss, too. That is nine to hit. That will Right, miss. nine's going to figure it as much. That's all I got. Kjartan. Yes. How far away was that? 25 feet back. You've watched all of your comrades engage in combat. You're still at a distance. Uh, how far away was the guy who tried to throw the spear at me or tried to attack 25 me? feet. 25, okay. 27 feet, somewhere in there. Okay. Uh, let's see, what am I going to do? Oh, shit. How many oh. meters is that? <laughs> How many what? <laughs> Meters is that? <laughs> what is that? Uh, seven and change? No, eight and change. Somewhere between eight and a half meters. Okay, okay. Um, so I'm gonna run up a uh, twenty feet. <laughs> Changes everything. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> We gotta start doing all of our distances in meters to actually get Nick to engage. <laughs> That's what I should have done in the carrying crowd when he was by the well. well let's get the burning skeleton's only two meters away. Well, fucking hey! There we go. Um, See, so yeah, I'm gonna run up um, 
20 feet, and I'm going to cast Poison Spray. Okay. That's a deck save, right? Con save. Con save. Nine. 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 He takes 16 points of damage. Now, is that the same one that uh, Cricket was engaged with, or the one that's... Is that the one that tried to attack me? Oh, okay. Two different ones. Okay, 16 points? Yeah. You lay him out as he reaches up towards his throat and begins to choke, convulsing as this poison begins to enter his lungs. His eyes begin to bulge out and bleed out of his skull as he dies. The one individual that has no weapons looks at you, Adric, and tries to punch you. One of those punches will hit for five points of damage. Okay. The other one looks towards, how many people are on the line? I got four people on the line. Towards you, Adric, and tries to ram you with his spear. Misses. And the last one, who has already thrown his spear, pulls a dagger out and tries to engage you, Braum. 19. Hit. For five points of damage. And then you see something illuminate from the tree line, and I need everybody to make a deck save. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, what my deck save is. Cricket. Cricket, not so dexterous. He got a four. Four? Kjartan. Also got a four. Wrong. All right. <laughs> Brom. Fourteen. Adric. Flaccid twenty. Flaccid twenty. Flaccid twenty. Pretty fucking weak. As you see this fire come out in this cone from outside or from within the jungle itself. For those of you that failed, you'll take nine points of fire damage. Those of you that saved will take four. Five versus four? What's that? It was five well, or four. It's nine points, half that. Four, nine, nine. What's that? Never mind, never mind. I misheard you. So good. I am taking the damage. Are you questioning the DM? <laughs> Not question my authority. You see one of the warriors become engulfed in flames and actually just burn to a cinder right there. And then you hear this chanting from deep within the jungle somewhere. It starts as a low, low rumble and starts to build up momentum and get louder. Brom, what are you going to do? Um, I'm assuming the cannibal in front of me is dead. 
he is dead. I am going to... Um, two left. Uh, where's the... How close am I to the next one? The next one is probably about 10 feet away, and he still has a spear. The unarmed one is about 15 feet or so away. He is unarmed. All right. I'm going to charge with the armed one. Okay. Well, I guess just, just run up to the unarmed one and um, attack. And that's a that one. Oh, no. Roll me a deck save. There's another 20. 20. 20. Fail. Fail? Your axe flies out of your hands 20 feet to the northeast, which is actually into the glade. Not into the not into the forest. Adric, you've heard this chanting begin, starting off low, but continues to repeat, 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 getting louder, getting faster. Um, well, first point of order is attacking the unarmed foe that punched me. <laughs> so I'm going to take a swing at him with a scythe. Uh, that is 17 on the die. Okay. Uh, and nine points of damage. Nine. As you kill this unarmed, innocent man fighting for his me. children. He wasn't that innocent. <laughs> I, I don't understand why these natives are so angry. We were just here to take their ancestral wealth. Um, uh, and then I'm going to go towards the chanting. Towards the where? The, the chanting. The chanting is somewhere back in the jungle again. Oh, oh. Okay, so it's from the direction in which we came. Yes. Oh, definitely not going in that direction. Uh, I will attack the remaining um, remaining foe. Let's see. Uh, 16 to hit. 16 hits. Uh, again, 9 points of damage. Cricket. You've watched Adric dispense of many of the foes that have attacked you personally, basically stealing yeah. your kills. You too hear this chanting somewhere in the jungle. Uh, the one that's in the far back, how far away is he? He's closer than 25 feet. The one that Adric's attacking? Yes. Uh, he's closer than 25 feet, yeah. Okay, he's I up. thought he was further back. Okay, actually, <coughs> Excuse me, I actually want to turn to him and <coughs> attack. Sorry, it's this jungle, it's the humidity. Yeah, pollen. Pollen counts high. The pollen. All right. And that will actually be a hit. But hold on, let me see. Did I gain thank, this speed thank you at third level? Well, actually, I, as a champion, I have improved critical. So I crit at 19 and 20. Ooh. Oh, shit. So that That's is not a hard twenty. It's not a hard twenty. It's a nineteen no. on the dice. Okay. And that is an eleven to back it up. Okay. So that is eight. Twelve, seventeen, 
19 points of damage. All right, so you smoke this full too. So just so we know, when we when we roll, when we crit on a 19, but it's not a hard 20, you still will roll the damage, but then you'll get to to see if you back it up to roll again. If you roll a hard 20, it's automatic max damage. All right. So you see all these ones fall before you. You hear the chanting begin to subside a little. It goes quiet. And then you hear nothing else coming from the jungle. The glade becomes quiet. You just see the moonlight high above, full moon. What would you like to do? All of us? Yes, everybody's out of out of initiative. Uh, I want to go find my grave axe. Okay. That's for sure. It's about 20 so feet into the glade. All right. Um, I trudge my way over there. Cricket, what do you want to do? Crikey, which one of you set off that flame? Look at the confusion. I take it no one did. So uh, where was the general direction of where the actual flame came out towards us? Somewhere from the jungle. Behind us or for, ahead of us? No, no, from the jungle, like behind the warriors. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't care. Whoever, whoever fired this fire didn't care who was in front of it, whether it was you or their people. Okay, carefully, I want to walk towards that direction. Back into the jungle? Uh, how far was it? Well, you're right like, at the threshold of the jungle. You see the, the vines and the trees and stuff. And that's where all the dead bodies are. They're right in front of the jungle. Like the jungle the, just stopped and opened up into this glade. That's where you guys fought was, was right at the tree line. All right. I want to be adjacent to the bodies. Okay. So not in front of them, but just off to the side, just in case this thing gets triggered off again. Okay. And then uh, perception check to see, perception or investigation to see. Tell me how you want to use it. Uh, I want to just peer through the, I don't want to go in the jungle, but I want to see if I could see maybe like some kind of device or what set this thing off. Okay, then do investigation if you're looking for a device. Okay, looking for a device for investigation that will be a nine, straight nine. No, you don't make anything out that maybe you tripped or somebody set off. You, you can't really discern anything. Kjartan. Um, What time is it right now? It's late. It's probably like 10 o'clock at night, maybe 11 o'clock at night. Okay. But it, it's the moon is so bright and large above you that it's it looks like you're in the middle of a football stadium with all the lights on. That's the kind of illumination you have right now. Okay. Um, can I do like a perception check or like investigation check to see if I can find somewhere to, to lay low for the rest of the night? Okay. Like in the glade, you mean? Yeah, somewhere we can have like shelter or like sort of fire. But like, okay, do like a survival check. Because as you turn around, you look at the glade, you see all these vine choked ruins about you. You see toppled columns. You see structures that no longer have roofs but they're not really tall. They're probably like maybe 10 feet tall. They're adobe-ish height. Uh, and at the far back behind all these low structures, you see 
the pyramid. Okay. That is 17. 17. You look like maybe one of these, uh, one of the structures, maybe one of the dwellings, even though the roof has been missing for who knows how long. Um, but it looks like there's enough branches and stuff that have overgrown that might provide a shelter for you. Okay. And then I'll turn to the, the other guys and say, um, I don't know about you guys, but I'm doing pretty bad right now. I'm technically down to one hit point, so I'm about to pass the fuck out. Um, I found this place over there. Might be okay to spend the night if you guys are okay with that. Cracky, you're down already. I barely saw you get hit. <laughs> <laughs> we're, st I don't know if I made this clear. Um, we're starting new. So you're at full hit points. Oh, I was. Yeah, when we came into the into the combat. Oh shit. Okay, then I'm. I'm still doing okay. <laughs> Unless you have I'll one hit point. <laughs> I built a character with one hit point. I got like a negative fourteen con or something. Like that. Adric. Uh, which direction is the pyramid that we saw? To the north. The north is that the same direction as the glade or? Yeah, the glade is to the north. And then at the far end of the glade, beyond all these ruined structures, is a, is this pyramidal structure with, from what you can tell, it looks like it has a flat top. Oh, okay. Got it, got it. Oh, we should press on. Move towards the pyramid. Uh, before we press on, uh, the natives that were there, I take it they were wearing just leathers and nothing that stands out, right? Or as far as attire, they're just wearing like loincloths. They've got bones through their cheeks. They've got piercings of of all kinds of weird designs. They have burn scars almost in in tribal fashion along their faces, along their bodies. Okay. Uh, nothing like medallions that they were wearing uh, to indicate that they were part of a certain tribe. Tell me how you're going to uh, inspect these bodies. Um, I guess other than the piercings and the bones and scarrings that they have, I want to see the similarities that they all have in common. Okay, go ahead and um, give me uh, an investigation check. Okay. Oh my God, that was a fucking natural 20 and then it rolled to a two. Um, You're just looking at the bodies and... Yeah. I don't... Cricket doesn't see anything. He just looks like they're all deformed or tortured. They, they all look the same in a, in a ghoulish fashion. You know, they they almost look like freaks the way how they're, they've got all their designs and stuff. Okay. Brom, is there anything else you want to do? No, I just wanted to pick up my great axe. Okay. Carton? Yeah, I'm good. Adric? Still moving towards the pyramid. Okay. What do you guys want to do? Head towards the pyramid. That's what we came for. Okay. You guys turn, start making your way towards the pyramid. As you guys start moving, you hear a twig snap from behind you. As you turn around, you see 
a humanoid come out with a staff in his hand. And you hear the chanting begin again, and he slams the staff down, and you see this rumble go across the ground. The ground beneath your feet disappears, and you begin to fall. As you fall, you see the moonlight above you begin to dim, 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 and you slam into something hard on the ground. As you're laying there, Brom, you begin to slowly waken up. You realize that the world has finally stopped tumbling. The air about you is rolling with dust, kicked up from the collapse of the earth above you. The smells about you, it smells humid and putrid. As you begin to part the dust, you notice that the, the air around you has like this amber hue and that the breaths you're taking are hard to take. As you begin to get your bearings, you see your three other comrades lying on the ground. Look around, you see that the ceiling so far above you, it's gotta be like maybe almost close to 30 feet above you. You look around, you see you're in a room. The room itself looks to be about 30 feet by 50 feet. Against the west wall, you see all this rubble that has come down, still coming down, basically blocking off that end. Cricket, you start to wake up. You see Brom looking around this room as well. And you notice there's something in the middle of the room. It looks like a small little dome object. I'm actually gonna send you guys something on the Discord here. You see that there's a door against the east wall. And the, the room's long from east to west, shorter from north to south. Adric, you slowly start to wake up. You see Cricket, Brom, they're getting their bearings about. Look around, you notice the ceiling's very high. Whatever caused this ground to collapse under your feet, you see Kjartan still on the ground trying to get his bearings as well. And you notice against the north wall that there are three niches in the wall, all about eye level. They're about three feet wide, about five feet off the ground. And there's three more on the south wall too. Okay, so there's three on the south wall also? Yes, three on the south wall and three on the north wall. Are all of them the same or are they like different shapes? From where you, they all look to be of the same cutout, but okay. you can't tell what's in each niche. Got it. Kjartan, you wake up now. You see your other three comrades have finally gotten their bearings about them. You rise up to your feet. You see the room as well. And you notice that there is a door against the east wall, completely flush with what looks to be some kind of a stylized sun carved into, this, into the face of this door. Do you guys all get the picture I sent you on the Discord? Yes. Yeah. Okay, that's what the room looks like. 
imagine you guys are close to the rubble end of this room, which is the western end. Mm. What would you guys like to do? Can I investigate the... Uh, sorry, I can't remember exactly what it was, the thing in the center of the room? Sure. It looks like some kind of a small domed structure. It's about three feet off the ground. As you walk towards it, you realize that the dome is actually a half dome. And as you come around to the eastern side of it and look inside, <clears throat> you see what appears to be a diorama that shows some kind of a hunting party made up of warriors and dogs chasing down wild cats. You see that one of the little stucco figures has got some kind of a uh, staff in his hand. It looks like a shepherd's crook. The other warriors have bows, they have spears, and it looks like they're just running this thing down, these animals down. Anyone else doing anything? Cricket. I was in the corner just watching, just expecting the worst, trying to get my bearings still. Um, I will go check the southern closest uh, nook area and see what's in that. What's the lighting? I figured it's probably like pitch black, right? For some reason, it's low illumination in here and it really accentuates this amber air about you. Okay. It's it, And it's not just high, it's not low, it just permeates everywhere. It, it kind of irritates your eyes a little. It's a little heavy to drag into your lungs. Okay. Um, As you go to, you want to look at that one that's closest to you and on the, correct, the, southern, on the wall. southern wall. You see that this scene shows these little stucco figures as well. And it depicts some kind of a war, like a diorama of a war. You see the warriors on one side are painted black and those on the other side are painted red. There's about, there's three on each side, obviously, because the, the thing's only so big, it's like three feet wide. So there's, you figure that these little statues are probably about maybe nine inches tall. You know, they're just like poking at each other, you know, in this moment of captured time. Okay, so I'm pretty much seeing a battle taking a, uh, in in place of what's yes. going on right now. Yeah. Okay. Um, is there anything on the walls, like on my way there? Like, is there any drawings or any murals or anything on no, the walls? No, the walls in fact are, are just, they're musty. They're, uh, they've got stucco that's kind of breaking off. It's just, it's really rough hewn stone but it, it just smells really bad in the room. Okay. Uh, I'll just stay at that one for now, and uh, I'll, I guess I'll just continue on okay. the nooks as, as we go. Kjartan, have you done anything yet? No, I haven't. Okay, why don't you go ahead. Uh, I'd like to walk over to that door with like the sun like um, engraved into it. Okay. And just do an investigation check and see if I notice anything like weird or anything like spiritual and magical about it uh shit. as you look at the as you look at the door itself sorry i had this thing open you see like i said you have it's got that the sun symbol carved on it 
and go ahead and make a perception check on the door for me too. Uh, 14. 14. You notice that although there's no handle on the door, there are hinges and it looks as though the door swings inward towards you. You also see scratches on the floor that would indicate that as well. You see eight holes that seem to be bored into the door and they're about an inch in diameter, but you can't see anything in them. They're just, they look dark. And from what you can tell, the door seems to be fairly thick. You see above it, there's a lintel that, that goes above the door with a keystone at the very top. Okay. What would you like to do? Um, let's see. Can I tell like how thick the door is? Just like, just by looking at it or do I need to like? Not by looking at it, no. You really couldn't tell. Okay. Um, let's see, what can I do? Uh, can I try to look up at the keystone to see if like I can try to find a way to actually open the door? Like for, sure. from the tell, side? Tell me how you're going to look at the keystone. Because you know what a keystone is, right? It's like the top piece, right? Yeah. How high up is it actually? It's probably about, where'd you go, Eric? It's probably about uh, <laughs> eight feet up or so. Okay. So I don't think I can reach it, but I just, I'd just like to like, take a look at it and see if I can like see anything like funky with it. Okay. Uh, it's 14 again. 14. You notice there appears to be some kind of a hole in it that's pointing, that's on the bottom of the keystone, like there's a hole in it. But it's smaller than the holes that are in the door itself. Okay. Mm -hmm. Brom, what would you like to do? Um, I would like to um, walk around all the alcoves and use a history check to see um, if it's depicting some kind of battle. Okay, tell me which, which one you want to look out first. Now, Cricket's already looking at the one that's at the southwestern corner. So you got three in the north wall and two more in the southern wall. So figure it's A, B, C. So like A would be northwest, B would be north, C would be northwest. D would be southwest and then south and southeast. Does that make sense? Yeah, but so based on where the rubble's at, so north on the map you sent, north is to my left or to my right? To your left. The okay. rubble is to the west. Okay, so crickets at A, right? Southwest. Uh, D. So he's in the middle? No, he's at D. It's, it would be from where you are immediately to your north is A, then B, okay. D, and then D is immediately to your right, E and F. Okay, well then, if no one's there, I will just head to A. 
to eight. Yeah. As you look at this diorama, same kind of stucco figures, you see two tribal looking individuals and they appear to be gathering something in a stream. And then uh, history check, history check helping them. No? Uh, did you make one? Yeah. Okay. In what regards? As to like what the people are, or um, that's why um, I wanted to look at all the alcoves eventually. Okay. And see if I know the story. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. You move on to the second one. Consider we'll call that one B. And you see that in this scene, you see the same type of people. They appear to be planting what, a, what looks like corn and harvesting wheat as soldiers, like tribal soldiers, stand guard. And you see some kind of a priest in a bird costume behind them. Look, it looks like he's it, his hands are open for some kind of supplication. As you go to C, you see what appears to be the same type, same type of tribal people climbing a tiered pyramid. And at the top, they appear to be giving some kind of an offering to a priest who handles some kind of a snake. And based on the progression of the ones that you've seen so far, it looks like maybe the typical life of the tribe that built this, whatever you're in right now. Definitely Mesoamerican. Something similar to that, yeah, definitely. Um, so I rolled uh, 14 on my history. Yeah, that's that's about all you could gather from that, is that um, now you know, especially from the intro about the uh, the Olman natives that lived in this area so long ago. You also know that that the temple, or I'm sorry, that the shrine that you're looking for of Tomoakon was built by the Olmans. And this, from what you guys have studied in the past, is most likely of Olman uh, architecture. So this is probably what you're seeing that would go on in the typical days and lives of the Olmans back when they were um, fruitful in the area. Cricket, what did you want to do? Uh, pretty much the same thing that Brom was doing. Uh, I'm going to head up the coast. Before I leave this coast, uh, you mentioned that there was little figurines that were battling. Now, yes. just by looking at it, uh, does it look like it's an even fight or is there a winning side? Uh, you go and make a. Uh, I'm trying to think what we've got. Make an insight check. Okay. That is a five. Five. You really can't tell. They almost look as though they're evenly spaced apart. And for every one of them, it looks like they're jabbing another one, maybe parrying. And it just goes back and forth. Like one looks like it's attacking, the other one looks like it's parrying. The next, so it looks like an even fight. Yeah, it looks like an even fight. Okay. Looks like they're giving and taking. And then moving east, 
along the wall, uh, looking at each alcove. Uh, what else would I find? Uh, what you look at in this one is you see what appears to be like, it shows the creation of these people. You see a feathered god is mixing ash and blood in a, like a little cauldron. And then you see little men and women coming out of the cauldron. You see uh, four black and four red figures stand around a fire, stabbing themselves with daggers. And what appears to be fire consuming a smaller figure, a snail-like creature that, that's cowering in the light. And then at the uh, far east. The far one? You see, again, these tribal people engaged in different types of crafts, weaving baskets, carving totems and spinning pots, making weapons and weaving cloth. Um, can I be able to identify what color these people are? Like by all the other drawings, because the other ones These were ones are, well, they're not drawings; they're actual figurines. Oh, the figurines! Yeah, uh, the other ones figurines. were red and and black. So yeah, the ones you saw. I mean, they're all figures. They're all stucco, made of stucco. They're about nine inches tall, and they're, you know, they they've been positioned to do certain, you know, certain depictions. The this ones figurine. that aren't engaged in any type of battle, like the ones mm -hmm. that are weaving and stuff, they're just all white like they hadn't been really painted a skin color. That's interesting. Adrian. Yeah, can I look at the um, divot, the, the, the eight divots in the door and see if they were meant to be for, um, if they're like looking, if they're designed to accept something to unlock whatever mechanism's going on there? The, the eight holes? Yeah. Okay, yeah, go ahead and make a, uh, what do you want to do, investigation? Uh, yeah, I guess I'll do investigation. Okay. That is uh, 16. 16? Honestly, they, these holes don't make any sense as far as what they're designed for. Do you put anything in them, or are you, are you doing anything with it, or what? Hmm. I mean, if we have um, any sort of rubble that will fit in there, I'll like, put a little stone in there, see what happens. Okay. So you're, you're putting rubble in there? Yeah. You start packing it for uh, what you would imagine maybe about three inches worth of hole, and then it just stops. It doesn't feel as though it goes all the way through the door. But you get the idea that the door is probably thicker than that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Get this door open. And then, sorry, what was this? What is the symbology on the door again? It's just the. It's, it's just a symbol sun. of a sun. Okay. It's been engraved into it.
Kirtan, can you manifest any sort of light in this room? Uh, uh, I can't do that. But I can do Mage Hand. So I can try to like finagle my way somewhere. What are you trying to do? Uh, I was actually thinking about casting Mage Hand to inspect the the hole in the keystone above me. Okay. See if I can find like something that might unlock something within the door or Okay. Describe how you're going to use this mage hand to do that. Yeah, like how big is that that hole in the keystone? It's probably about it's probably about a half a centimeter in diameter. <laughs> See, I didn't use inches. I, I saw <laughs> what you did there. I like how we're using the metric system. <laughs> As you guys are standing there inspecting this room and everything. Your lungs are really starting to burn as you're breathing in all this air and you all take two points of damage. Is this poison? It's a type of poison, yes. Uh, is there any difference if we are resistant to poison damage? Same. Uh, you'll take half of that then. So one point? Yeah. That should be for you too as well, Cricket. Yes. Okay. So you stick your mage hand up in that hole? Yeah. Okay. Maybe the pinky finger. <laughs> so you stick the pinky up in the hole. How do how do you feel what the mage hand is feeling though? Uh, I just <laughs> like the mage hand, I just like feel the sensations that the hand is feeling as well. Okay. I'm just like internalizing it and like just like feeling maybe like the ridges of the hole, seeing if it's, uh, if it's ribbed, you know? The hole itself doesn't feel completely circular. It feels almost oval. As your finger goes up in there, you feel almost like uh, ridges inside, a couple of ridges. Okay. When sticking like the finger up in there, <laughs> sounds weird talking about this, Mike. <laughs> like, it looks like the lintel to turn its head and cough. <laughs> Does it actually reach the top at all, or like how 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 deep is it? Like, uh, it's probably well, it's deeper than the pinky. Is that a metric? What is the metric meter? The metric okay. measurement for the pinky. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't think the mage hand itself is going to do anything. So I'm actually going to just try and try to explore the room, see if I can find anything that might uh, like kind of act as a key within this hole. Okay. In the hole or where in the room? No, like, like I'm going to try to like search throughout the room try to see if I can notice anything that might act as a key. Carton's going to go around and 
Adric. Stick my finger. Guys, yeah. You've watched Kjartan stick his finger <laughs> in this hole. Probably bottoms out at around five inches. <laughs> uh, okay, have we gathered any clues from the uh, the alcoves as to how to open this door? Uh, not from the alcoves that I looked at. Uh, no, the alcoves I looked at were just um, seem like um, the standard practices of the people and it led up to giving their goods to the god. Ah, but the alcoves I found quite divided these people. It appears that some feathery looking god might have created or separated two of them. Later on, they started a war between each other. We could try to put both figurines in there. Yartin, can you fit the figurine head in there? To try to force it in. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Well, if it doesn't go, force it. If it breaks, it needs to replace it anyways. <laughs> no, Ain't that right, mate? So tell me what you're going to do. Um, from, from here? Whoever. Um, so, Kjartan, this uh, orifice you stuck your hand through. Yeah. Was it what was it made of? Was it a soft tissue or was it stone, metal? Uh, I didn't actually check for that when I was doing it, but I'm assuming it's kind of more of a stone. Um, do it, I need to do another perception? Actually, it felt more, even though it was encompassed in stone, it felt metallic within. Okay. That was a the teeth aspect that you were feeling in there. So I guess some of the ridges in there were more metallic than the actual stone that's kind of en encompassing it. Fortunately, I can't differentiate between metals. But, um, uh, what can we do? I look for a key. Can I do a history or perception check if I examine the hole to see if I can just tell visually what kind of metal it is? It's recessed and dark up in there, so tell me how you want to do that. Um so I'm wearing I'm wearing pretty good armor, so I'm gonna use my um What's it called? Um, not glaive. I guess glaive. And try and scratch at the metal to see how soft it is. Around the hole, right? Yeah, wherever the metal starts. It starts about maybe a few millimeters recessed into the hole. As you scratch and it, it doesn't leave any mark at all. It feels like it's very hardened metal. Okay, so we're dealing with 
serious shit. <laughs> it's uh, not precious, at least. Adric. Shame. <laughs> I mean, I have a way for me to get across the door, but I want everyone across the door. So, time out. This, um, this hole, is this over by Adric, or am I in the east by the door? By the east. It's I right figured. above the it's above the door in the uh the keystone at the very top of the lentil. And that's where Kyartan's at. Cricket is over at the uh at the one alcove. I guess that'd be considered F, the one that's in the southeastern wall. And Adric, you're still where were you at? You were at the door as well. You were checking mm -hmm. out the holes, right? Okay. I figured Cricket would probably make his way around the southern end of the okay the building and kind of go where everyone's at uh who's doing something adric i don't know no never know okay uh, adric's by himself it sounds like oh, okay he's in the middle looking at this He's not Keystone, but I think. Well, at that point, uh, I think Cricket's going to turn towards Adric and, Hey, mate, you find anything interesting over there? Not quite. Uh, not really sure. Kind of make heads or tails of how to open this door. Apparently, we're looking for a key. Uh, if we're looking for a key, we should maybe through the dioramas I can't think I can't think of anywhere else that he would be placed nah I already mentioned using one of the figurines all right go ahead and give it a go uh, Yartin yeah what kind of sh you said it was like keyholes that were in the uh, like uh, tumblers, right? It, when you put your pinky in there, or the mage hand's pinky in there? Yeah, there was kind of like ridges inside. So it's not like, it's not flush. So maybe it might seem like a key where like certain ridges are, are like a little different. Um, but obviously I can't see it, so I can just go off the, the feeling. Can you tell how deep those ridges were? They were probably a few inches in, maybe like two inches or so. Okay. Uh, how big are these the figurines? About nine inches tall. Um, around or are you guys all messing with figurines? What's that? Is everyone looking? Is anyone looking for a key, or is everyone looking just looking through the figurines right now? Well, there might be a key in the figurines, is what I think most of us are thinking. Yeah. Um, I'll also look for a key. I guess I'll start. Well, the first thing I looked at was the uh, central thing. So I'll look maybe like underneath or. Um, Under the doormat? Yeah, basically. No, like underneath the <laughs> door, whatever. Look around the dome 
testing to see if uh, I can I'll check the top of it. <laughs> so go ahead and make an investigation check. Okay. Is, uh, 15. 15. You notice that the that the dome itself is sitting flush to the ground. It doesn't lift, it doesn't move. Mm, okay. You do notice that everything inside appears to be made of stucco, except for the crook that the looks to be like the shepherd is holding. Oh, okay. So that's different from everything else. Uh, yeah, I will... Let's grab that. I, I, I'll grab the crook. You what? Um, you said the, the, the crook is different from everything else? Yes. Can I just like take that or whatever is holding that thing? It appears to be in its hand. Like it was molded around. Oh, okay. Can I take the, the whole thing that was... The, the, it's molded in, Sorry. The, the hand belongs to a figurine, right? Can I yes. That figurine? Mm -hmm. Or is it stuck to the diorama? No, the, di the figurine's not stuck to the diorama at all. Okay, then I'll take that figurine. Okay, so you reach in, you grab it, and pick it up, and you notice that the stucco immediately begins to dissolve in your hand. You see the key is still there. You see the dust fall to the ground, and begin to coalesce, start growing bigger and bigger and start to take on a human form. It's almost like a stone figure. Comes full height. Looks at the four of you with these stony eyes. It reaches down, grabs all the other figures in that dome and throws them onto the floor and they shatter and begin to swirl around. And let's roll some initiative next week. Uh, <laughs> I rolled this week in a You can see it. <laughs> I rolled this week in a shit. <laughs> roll again. I'm gonna roll next week.